It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment. This episode of the Sports Chumps is dedicated to Lawrence Salitro Sr. Welcome to our show. I hope everybody's good out there in Facebook land and who's listening on SoundCloud to our podcast. I am Mikey Nails. My broadcast partner is Dean the Dream. Dean, how are you doing today? Doing all right. I just, I'm excited. I mean, we, we, you know, we had a little bit of a interruption in service and for, for personal reasons, but we're back at it, and there's a lot to talk about and some things that I know maybe be maybe stale to some people. I just feel like I need to get off my chest in the next hour, so I think we're going to be able to do that. Absolutely. There's a couple of uh, – we missed a week, but it's okay. We're going to catch up. Um, you could check us out on our website. The website is thesportschumps.com. We are on SoundCloud. It's called The Sports Chumps. We are on Facebook, just search The Sports Chumps. We are on Instagram, just search The Sports Chumps. On all social media platforms, just search for The Sports Chumps. We're going to start the show off today with the NBA playoffs, the Hawks, the Bucks, the Clippers, and the Suns. Right now, the Hawks and the Bucks, I believe it's tied 2-2. The Greek Freak and Trey Young, they're out. We don't know for how long. I'm not sure for how long. Um, what do you think, uh, Dean? is the outcome with these two being injured. It, i got to be honest with you. It, it's becoming a more difficult question to answer, whether you go in that conference, the Eastern Conference, or the Western Conference, because from game to game, you don't know who's going to go down. With the injuries have been so fluky, big names are going down. These are not bench players. So if you had told me two days ago when Trey Young had a bad foot and couldn't go, I know last night I wasn't able to see the game, and you did, and you're telling me he's, not, he's, he's a no-go, Thank God I'm not a gambler. I'm saying, you know, lay the house on the Bucks. But then, yeah. you know, they come out like gangbusters in Atlanta because guys stepped up like Bogdanovich hitting the three ball. But then, of course, now Giannis gets hurt. So I don't know how I can handicap these games because these series because you don't know who's going to be healthier. It's almost like you know, whoever ends up with the healthier bodies, you know, going down the stretch, and it's a three-game series at this point. It almost beckons back to the Brooklyn series. Kyrie goes down. Harden's playing on one leg. It's a whole different ball game. Kyrie, I, don't even bring Kyrie up. But, but if he was playing, we don't have to like him. But if he's playing, they probably move on in that series. And by the way, they won the first two games when he did play. So He's probably home uh, walking around with Sage at his house. I do want to wish a quick recovery to the Greek freak and, um, and uh, Trey, Trey Young. Uh, they, they, they do need to come back. 
Uh, it was keeping me very interested in the in, in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, um, the it's, Greek Freak. It was it was a tough injury to watch. I watched it last night, and they they showed it a couple of times. And the way that knee buckled, I w- I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Okay, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because because from what I heard, I've heard some of the experts, some of the guys that course, have nothing better to do but to make light of the situation. They said that the announcers went a little too far. I don't know if it was Reggie Miller, Marv Albert, but they acted like it was it was Armageddon. The world was ending. But I guess at first it did look like a real serious injury. That's what- well, I have to say it's a very serious injury. He went to the locker room. He came back. Then he went back to the locker room. And according, I watched, I, I didn't watch. I saw a quick paragraph this morning saying that he was going to get x-rayed, and he's going to be out for the next game. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. I will say that Stray Young was on the sidelines. He was acting like ML Carr. All he needed was a towel. Well, it was unbelievable. Well, all right, so not not to get into the Western Conference yet. We're going to get to it in a few minutes. Would you rather him be on the sidelines and play the ML Carr role, or would you rather see Kawhi Leonard up in the raft is sitting in some luxury box when he should be on the sidelines with his team? Well, I think, I think Kawhi Leonard should be on the bench with his team. Thank you. But... I don't want to talk. The inmates about run him. the asylum. I mean, he sat where he wanted yeah. to sit. He should be on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, that's just. I'm just saying. You know, I mean, we haven't even know. gotten to that side of the no, bracket yet. No, we haven't yet. gotten there yet. I mean, I mean, I, I would. I will say this: if ML Carr was up <clears throat> in the uh, VIP area, I'm pretty sure Casey Jones wouldn't be appreciative of that. Do you think he would be very appreciative? No. I think he would go up there, grab him, and bring him down. Not old school eighty. And then that would not happen. No. Dick Larry Bird would be in the VIP uh, area. Not not a happy camper. No, what about the that. Chief? What about Mikhail? What about Ainge? Well, as long as the Chief got his ganj, he'd be all right. But, I mean, he wouldn't be happy about it either. But it, to, your what about re- my red-headed freckle friend? Would Dickie be up there? Who, William Walton? No, come on. <laughs> For the Celtics, my red-headed freckle Bill friend. Bill Walton. Oh, yeah, Bill Oh, Walton. wait, who else was a redhead? Dennis, Dennis Johnson was a redhead. Oh, right. Okay. Well, right, he had, the, he had, he had the, somewhat of a redhead. He had the freckles. He definitely had freckles. When you think Rest red- in peace, DJ. Yeah, when you think of redheads, I don't think of Dennis Johnson. I think of Bill Walton. He's the redhead. Yeah. But and it's, back to your original question, it's a three-game series now. The home court is still in Milwaukee's hands. Um, like I said, I can't answer the question because I just don't know who's going to be healthy. I don't see the Hawks winning two out of three without Trey. Trey Young, no. and I think that the Bucks can win two out of three if Giannis goes down. I think Middleton has really stepped his game up with the mid-range and the three-ball. Bobby Portis off the bench has done a nice job for Buttonholzer and the and the boys there in Milwaukee. And um, I'd have to say right now, this this could be the the window for for the Bucks to get it done. And I think Giannis will uh, will be back. I think Trey Young's going to play again. That's a series. tough injury to come back from, but Giannis, I hope he does come back. I hope Trey Young comes back. I will say this: Middleton was. He was getting hot last night, and and um, he's streaky, but he's solid. He though. is streaky, but you know what? When he's he's like he's like the microwave. When he hits, you ain't you're not stopping him. Well, speaking of redheads, uh, the Bucks going into the postseason lost one of my favorite players in another redhead, Italian redhead, by the way, Dante Divincenzo, oh, wow. who got hurt before the playoffs and is out for the for the rest of the playoffs. And they're leaning on Pat Connaughton, who come off comes off the bench and he likes to shoot the three ball. He's a former baseball player. He played at Notre Dame. He got drafted by the Baltimore Orioles with his ninety five mile an hour fastball and still said to this day, I'm I'm a basketball player and he made himself into a, an NBA legitimate rotational type player off the bench. He's done a nice job for for the Milwaukee Bucks. Who is the uh, – there was a kid that was hot last night, uh, Vich. Um, Bog- Bogdanovich. For, Bogdanovich. For, for Anybody with the last name Vich. 
Yeah. They, they, they can they just drain threes. Well, ironically, he's the guy that came over from Sacramento in the offseason. Actually, he was supposed to go to Milwaukee initially. He got traded for Dante DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo was in that deal. The deal got voided because of some technicalities with whether he was a restricted free agent or not. And Bogdanovich ended up landing in Atlanta where he comes off the bench and does it. Well, he's been starting, but he does a nice job. It, it, it's the spare parts that are, that are going to come up big for Atlanta. Um, John Collins, who I wouldn't call a spare part, but he's he's a you know after Trey Young, he's probably the second best player on the team. And Clint Capella, who's more of a guy who you lob it to for the alley oops. You got to have Trey Young in there to get it done. Um, I will say that they had about three or four. They had three three or four alley oops last night that were incredible. Well, What's his name? All um, Lou Williams stepped yes, his game up, yes. coming up with twenty one off the. Uh, I guess he in a starting role last night, but he's been a sixth man of the year many times. And, and I like him. And, and Lou Williams is a solid play. He goes back to the old days where you didn't have to play a year of college. He, he reminds me. I mean to interrupt. He reminds okay. me of the kid from Villanova. Is it, I, I think it was Villanova. Um, shit, I forgot his name. Uh, I think he played for Villanova. It begins with a K. Not Kerry Kittles. Yes, he reminds me of Kerry Kittles. Yeah, Kittles was a little longer. Uh, Williams, Villanova Williams, guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Williams is six three. Kittles was a nice shooting guard for for um for Villanova, and then of course with the New Jersey Nets, they made it to the finals a couple of years. He got b- wrecked by Shaq and the boys back yeah. in the early two thousands. But yeah, no, Kerry Kittles was a nice player. Shaq L- Lou Williams old. is a little more shifty, and he's just a good player. Now, of course, everyone remembers Lou Williams from the bubble last year with Atlanta. No, he wasn't. He was he was playing for the Clippers, but he was in Atlanta for a funeral and they found him in the uh in the wings place eating yeah. uh in the strip club eating the yeah. wings and that was a big story uh, but do uh, you think the last time the Atlanta Hawks were re- relevant was when Dominique and Spoto you think it was Steve Smith did Steve Smith played for the Steve Hawks Steve Smith played for the Hawks but I don't remember them being relevant relevant I'd say you're right the Dominique Doc Rivers and Spud yeah that team with Randy Whitman Tree and, Rollins yeah and John Conkac yeah, off the wow, bench Johnny a lot Conkac. of guys John Battle it was yeah. a good team yeah. then Mike Fratello the czar yeah. coaching they might one of the best about 5 foot 4 Italian guy on the sidelines yelling it up but uh, yeah it's nice to see I like to see different teams and I told you going into this postseason I wanted to see a team that hadn't won it before and it looks like we're on pace for that right now and that's that's a good sign for uh for the nba i think it's a good thing let's move on to the uh clippers and the sun cp3 Kawhi leonard i know you had some stuff to say about cp3 um my personal opinion on cp3 is it's always been an injury with him so he definitely has something to prove this year other than doing commercials what else is he good at well i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing this is a it's a legacy series for him because he, he's never going to get another crack at, the, at it. This is it. He's 36, I believe. He, he's turned this team around. He's done a great job. He's, he's, he, he's made Devin Booker better. Not many guys make other people better. Uh, Chris Paul is the definition of making people around him better. He makes marginal players really good. He makes good players great. The thing is right now is they're starting. it's starting to feel like, I don't want to say a collapse. It's 3-2. They're in good shape still at this point. They got to win this game. You don't want to go game seven back to L.A. No. And I think right now, I hate to say it, Ty Lue looks like he's been out coaching Monty Williams a little bit with his adjustments in game. He's getting Paul George in positions to do his thing. Paul George, I'm not a big fan of his, but he's been averaging 30 a game with like about 11 rebounds and six assists. Um, thing about Paul George is, I got to say, and it bothers me, he puts up great numbers. I, I don't want to say he's not a winner, but it always seems like, you know, late in a game, you need like just a couple of free throws to ice a game. Like in game two, he hits those two free throws. It's, it's mailed in. He missed both free throws when the money was on the line and they lost that game. That's a two game swing in the series. It could be, you know, and I just feel like his numbers are great, but he doesn't do it when, when it really, really matters. You know, I was watching the TNT uh, show with uh, EJ and um, Barkley, Shaq, 
and Kenny the Jet Smith. And Bockley had a very, very, very good comment. And he said that the NBA of today, no one has the killer, the kill instinct. So basically, when, when, when I was into basketball and you were playing, we were playing at the boys club and stuff. I know we brought that up before. The killer instinct, you had Magic Johnson, you had Michael Jordan, you had Larry Bird, <clears throat> you had Shaq. Kobe Bryant, they had the killer instinct. If they were up 20 or if they were up 40 or if they were up 2, they were still playing hard and they were just going to beat the team. There was no friends. Everybody now, there's no killer instinct. They soften up. It's, 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 it is what it is, I guess, but no one has that killer instinct. Who has a killer instinct right now? I, I do believe, and we've talked about his injury situation, but let's circle back to CP3. I've watched him many a times in this postseason. He does look like when he's healthy and locked in, that little elbow jumper down the stretch, it's like Mariano Rivera coming out of the pen for the Yankees. It's over. He's hitting that shot at about a 90% clip. He looks like when it's closing time, he gets the job done. But the, but the key word is is when. And, and the other thing is, obviously, the COVID thing, he was in the protocol, that happens. And it's fluky. So there's been injuries with him. Now you had the COVID thing. Don't forget, those two games that he missed early in the series – the Suns won those two games without him, so now he's back into the swing of things, and and now the series is getting a little bit of t- is getting a little tighter. Tonight, I think, is a big game. Nine o'clock tip off. It's going to be a big game. I don't think they want to go seven and go back to L.A. because I think, like I said, I think Ty- Tyrone Lewis has done a nice job keeping his Clippers. They're good when their backs are against the wall. They seem to go down two zero in every series, but they're never really out. Kawhi fan. Is it, should it be a fan or should it be on the bench? What what, what are we doing? I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, yeah, talk I, about a killer instinct. There's a kid. That that was incredible. He's an incredible player, but he he's up in the VIP area. Just no expression. But that's his personality. That's fine. No expression. He, he that's does, fine. He's a great basketball player, and you know, like you can't have it both ways. I always talk about these guys that talk too much. The Patrick Beverleys. They got a bunch of thugs on the team. Beverly, Marcus. Marcus oh, well, you're going. You're doing you, that. You're you doing got, thugs. You got Bug, Bo- Boogie Cousins coming off the bench. Another another bad seed. My point is, a guy like. Kawhi doesn't talk much, but then it's like there's, there's a line where you say, all right, he doesn't talk much, but he doesn't look like he has much personality. Sit he's in it for the check. He's in it for the chip. Well, he, he likes the chip. Or the hardware. He's he's in it for the chip, the hardware, but I, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's in his DNA to be that guy. He's not a rah-rah guy, so if he's on the bench, you're not getting that out of him anyway. So you know what? I guess maybe sit up in the mausoleum. Who cares? The bad boys the Detroit Pistons, they had no friends in the NBA. You want that back. When, you got, when they play another team – no friends. You want to go out for a couple of drinks later and go and talk and sit down and talk about golf and this and that and the other thing. That's fine. On the court, no friends. Daggers. Should be putting a nail in the coffin, putting them away. I don't care if you're up 20, 10, 2, 5, 6. Just, you need it. You need to You need to have the killer instinct. It's gone. It's gone in the NBA. I, 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 I know you're saying CP3. You're on CP3. I'm you're on, riding, you're riding I'm him. On him. You're riding him. I mean, he's a guy's injured every year. I'm gonna, I got to stick with him. I think this is the window's... Not closing. It's closing. This is it. He's got to get it. Let me tell you something. If he doesn't get a championship this year, he's going to be doing commercials like OJ. Hopefully, he doesn't commit a crime after that. Well, the funny part is he's never even been to an NBA final. At least the guys like we we know the guys in the past. Barkley, Malone, Stockton. We know the names. We get it. The guys that never got the hardware. But at least they got into a couple of finals. Patrick Ewing got into a, you know, a NBA finals against, he lost to Akeem the Dream. But you have to at least get there. Even Marino in football. He didn't win one, but he got to a Super Bowl. CP3 needs to win this series. He can't be up 3-1. Now it's 3-2. Tonight's, you know, let's see if they stop pressing. I don't think he'll press. I still think he's a money guy. Uh, we'll see what happens in the uh, NBA. It's fantastic. 
You're listening to the Sports Chumps. Check us out at thesportschumps.com. All social media sites, just search the Sports Chumps. We have a SoundCloud page where this podcast will be up. Go to SoundCloud, search the Sports Chumps. I'm going to put the link up on my Facebook page, on the Sports Chumps Facebook page. I'm going to put it up on Dean's page. So if you missed it on Facebook Live, we're going to have it up. You can listen. You can comment. Uh, if you want to be a a guest, I'm going to have a phone in a couple of weeks. You can Eventually. call in. Eventually. Can I, let me finish. Sorry. All right, let me finish. We're not in Antonio's serving booze. I'm, we're on we're doing the podcast. Let me finish. Okay. Slow your roll. All right. The email is thesportschumps at gmail.com. Email Dina Mike. On to the next topic. We're going to talk about the coaches, the new coaches that were recently hired. You got Chauncey. You got Carlisle. Yeah. I like to talk about Nina Long. That's who's more relevant than the uh, coach for the Celtics. Uh, you got the Kemba. You got the trade. Wh- who was it? It was Hoffa and Kemba. There was a trade. Well, uh, that was a couple of weeks ago, right? We missed that. It was, and, I, and, I, and it was my idea to, to try to bring it back into the mix to the forefront because we didn't get we weren't on last week. And I think it's relevant for the Celtics going forward. It's, it shaves a little salary. We will get to that. We're going to talk about the coaches first, but um, I, yeah, I do want to touch on the trade. I, I'm very surprised. I don't mean to interrupt. I know you interrupted me. I'm going to interrupt you now. I didn't say it. I said, go ahead. Do what you got to do. <laughs> do what you I'm do. very, very, I know. Is Larry Bird still in the office for Indiana? You would know. I, I, yeah, I believe he is. so. So that's why Carlisle went there. But I'm very, very surprised that he didn't even get an interview for the Celtics. Michael, I swear to God, that night when, when I found out he left Dallas, I was at work, and I, I even texted my boss right away because he's a diehard, and I said, we just got the new coach of the Celtics. I said, it's Rick Carlisle. It just made, I said the same thing. It just made sense. It's yeah. Just, there's no other way. Like, I'm, wait, wait a minute. All right. Mid-80s player, played with Bird. He played with the old school Celtics guys. Tough guy. He's not going to take any BS. Not only did he not get the gig, he was not even a candidate. No. I am I am shocked to this minute, to this day. And I'll be honest with you, back to Indiana, all right, four-year deal. I guess he got about $29 million. Good for him. I'm happy what for him. What do we have left with Dallas? How many how many years he have in his contract? He had some years I, left. Well, I'm sure he wasn't like let, he wasn't a sacrificial lamb laid out there with no contract. He said it was his decision to leave. Rumor has it he was button heads with Luca, so you know you know the the, the stud of the team's going to stay and the coach is going to go. And a lot of people feel like well, Carlisle underachieved there because they had him won a playoff series. Luca's good, but he, he oh, he's, he's he's great. Okay, all right, he's, he's a generational he, player. Okay, he's a generational player, but he has no business. Telling the coach what to do. No, maybe he's no, gonna he's gonna zero. you know tone the attitude back a little bit. Maybe he's a little bit too big for his bridges, yeah. but, but he can back it up. He's that good. Uh, put I, some, I put, agree. Put some players around them instead of Porzingis on one leg and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Rick Brunson's uh, kid. Tim Hardaway just, Jr. is overrated. I'm, Stop. Exactly. That's why Stop. I'm telling you the team stinks. That's he's overrated. But that doesn't mean you're making my point. But, but, the team stinks. I, I understand that. So <laughs> I heard that there was a, a big altercation with um, Carlisle and the owner of the Mavericks. Uh, Shit, what's his name? Mark Cuban. Yes, Mark Cuban, one of the richest guys in, in, in the universe. Yeah, we just forgot he's a multi-billionaire. Yeah, I heard okay. there was some there was a couple of conflicts between Carl Io and Cuban. Cuban's too busy doing Shark Tank, whatever he's doing, whatever. But he, he, I will say this, though. He, for an owner, he's right on top of the – he's right there in all the games. But they, there was some conflict. I don't know if you heard about it. What are you doing? I got I got some things going on. I'm trying to I'm trying to mic- micromanage over here. I got the socks going. Uh, can you micromanage co- AC? College World Series. I'm sweating over here. Wow, it's it's on. It's, it's, it's pumping. It's, it's, I don't know. Listen, you suck up a lot of oxygen. So I mean, it is what it is. Here we go. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just I telling know. you. Here we go. All right, back no back to what you were saying about Carlisle. You if you think there was a rift between him and Cuban, that I did not hear. I heard it was a problem I, between him and, and and his best player, and that usually means the end of the line. Michael, listen. 
You're in a kind of like Phil Jackson and well, Trump of the Week, Scottie Pippen. Well, we'll get to that later. But listen, you're talking about a, a guy. A, a guy like Carlisle who was there about 13 years, I believe. He won a championship in 2011, I believe. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, he hasn't won a playoff series in 10 years. He hasn't had the players there. I think Rick Carlisle's a gem. I'm very disappointed that he was not a candidate in Boston, even though I may end up liking the guy that the Celtics got. There's a reason for everything. I'm just saying, for Rick's, Rick's point of view, to get a four-year deal for $29 million, that's great. He goes to Indiana. How Back- much? I think he got four years, about $29 million, I think. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. But he also, he's going back to the team he coached. He went from there to Detroit and then to Dallas. What's he got there? You got Miles Turner, who's a, he's a half a dog. And I know the Celtics wanted him or didn't want him, whatever, however you want to put it. Um, the players he's got there, I don't think he's going to do much with that team. I love Sabonis' kid, nice yeah. player. I love Sabonis' kid. Um, but I don't think nah, Carlisle... They, they have nobody. Yeah, Carlisle's not going to get it done there. Nah, that, that's just a Larry Bird Carlisle thing. There you go. So there's the link there. So, yeah. you know, and obviously, you know, moving on, you got, you of course, Chauncey Billups coming to Portland. Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, he's coming to Portland for a five-year deal, the fifth year's op. Fifth year is optional. Um, obviously, what does he bring on the court? We're going to uh, unfortunately have to talk about some of the off-court things that have been being mentioned. Lately yeah, I briefly media. looked at it. I didn't get yeah. a chance to, to read it all. But I was at what, work today. What is he going to mean to Damian Lillard, who obviously wanted Jason Kidd as the coach? I don't get that one either, but he wanted Jason Kidd as the coach. Kidd did not want them. So now, obviously... You bring in Billups, a point guard in his day, or a combo guard. He can manage those guys with Lillard and McCollum. They got a nice backcourt. Do you have one or two with the Pistons? He won one championship with the Pistons. Okay. But he's, he had a hell of a career. Billups yeah. was Billups a good basketball he, well, he player. Didn't he start with the Celtics? Well, that's the thing. He, he got drafted by the Celtics yeah. in 96, 97. That was the year we thought we were going to get Tim Duncan and the, the, the ping pong balls didn't go our way. That was Patino. Was, yeah, was, Patino yeah. came in thinking, well, Pino, Patino took the job, hmm. beat thinking that it was going to be Duncan and Van Horn. He was too busy moving tables in restaurants. We'll leave it at that. Well, whatever. He did what he had to do. I mean, his, his wife stayed with him. That's a whole other story for a whole other day. <laughs> but, but, no, the Chauncey Billups hire, I, I didn't know about the personal thing. I guess he was, you know, of course these teams do their due diligence when they hire a guy. They do a little bit of homework. You hate to say investigate, but they did. And I guess he had a little bit of a sexual um, harassment suit back in 1997. And a lot of people are thinking, and I guess they ducked the question. He, he seemed like he addressed it, but he really didn't. And I guess, you know, he was talking about how he was actually dating his wife his wife today. He was dating her in 97. So the problem with this girl, there was no, no um, you know, it was a civil suit that got set. So obviously something got settled. He bought, he bought the girl off with money. That's what it sounds like. And here we go, you know. But well, when you have money, you could do whatever you want. Look what happened with my boy, Bill Cosby, today. He's free. He's right, a free so man. My, so my question would be to you. I know you pose a lot of questions to me. So if, if it was 20, 1997, you're talking 24 years ago. Does that matter to you now if he th- if he can get the job done on the court or would you, would you hold it against him? Well, I don't I don't really when it comes to coaching or when it comes to anybody, listen, we all make mistakes. This is just my opinion and I'm going to probably get daggers. I've made mistakes, you've made mistakes. Chauncey Billups has made mistakes. I don't forget the past. What can you well, I never had Listen, a female off. I mean, you know, I'm just saying it's it's still I'm, I, I understand all that. Fire, I understand so, I understand okay. that. Right. At the end of the day, they want they asked Chauncey Billups. They looked him in the eye and they said, "Can you win us a championship?" And he said, "Yes." And they have confidence in him and they hired him. I don't care what anybody says of the money and all that. When you go interview for any job coaching, can you win us a championship? Can you put the people's asses in the ten inch seat? Because that's what we want. And they say yes. Okay. And the person interviewing them doesn't care what happened in 1997. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. and, 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 and there are some things that went on. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Okay. But if you're the owner of a team 
Okay? We're not owners of a team. If you're the owner of a team and you're interviewing Chauncey Billups and you have confidence in him and he's got a lot of good leads, people that the owner knows sent him, obviously got sent his way. He looked the kid in the eye and he said, Mr. Big Shot, can you win us the championship like you did with the Pistons? And he said, I guarantee it. Are you hiring him? Are you talking about 1997? Are you going to put money in my pocket or not? Yes or no? I, I'm probably going to hire him. Okay. Then I answered your question. But I'm still going to do the due diligence and I, gotta, I, I have to... I owe it to my people. Plus, you don't want to take a PR hit. I'm gonna, I owe it to my organization. I owe it to my, my people around me to at least find out what's going on here. And I think that they did. Well, 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 I'm going to get in trouble for this, but let's talk about Magic Johnson for, for two minutes, okay? He aids and all this stuff. One of the greatest, greatest of all time, okay? But the, he's saying he came out and said he caught AIDS because he was having whatever he was doing in saunas and hot tubs with whatever. Yeah, 20 girls. Yeah, 20 was. girls. After he said that, they made him play in the All-Star game. You know why? Because he put everybody's ass in that 10-inch seat. I got you. Okay. I Am I getting you. a little carried away? No, not at all. all. Right. It actually makes a lot of sense. And obviously before we – here's another question. I hope the seat's a 10 I, inches. I, I could be off. I'm throwing another I'm throwing another question your way without giving you a heads up off ear to let you know. And, and by the way, I'm a fan of Magic Johnson. Yeah. Before we get into the new, the new Celtic hire, I got to ask a question. It's been, it's been on my mind since the Billups thing kind of came to the forefront, the hire by Portland. Um, I think a lot of people around here in New England, I hope they don't forget that about a week ago, it was down to, of course, uh, Aimi Adoka ends up the new Celtic coach. We are going to talk about it. But um, the other candidate, they were down to two candidates. The other candidate was Chauncey Billups. So I, my question to you is, did the Celtics know, wait, hold on, did the Celtics know something about maybe the potential incident? And when it came down to two, they said, let me go with the guy with the clean slate. Or are we going to go with the guy who maybe has a little bit of Do bad? you want me to answer that in a professional way? Or do you want me to answer that in a thug way? You can let it, I'd say you just like let it fly from the hip. They looked at Chauncey Billups and they said, "Well, you f- fucked up in '97. We're not hiring you. We're going with the guy that that's that's goes out with Nina Long because we want Nina Long in the front row so people can come to the game." Well, time. I gotta say this on Wednesday, June 30th, <laughs> in the basement, rocking a podcast. Our third episode. It's our first f bomb. But listen, we're evolving here with the sports chumps. Dean the Dream, Mikey Nails, getting it done, and <laughs> we're throwing f bombs. I guess you can't that- tell me you can't tell me Nina Long's not. All right, so, so uh, give me a one to ten. So give me a one. What's what's forget? What's his name? I mean, Udoka. You don't care about him. You just care nah. about his piece. Huh? Tell me, give, right. give me a one to ten on Neil Long. Well, one to ten. In in my upbringing, she was in my years. Nah, of, I'm not. What's not what today? One, yeah, one She's to not ten. A ten right now. What is she? You're th- are you throwing her out of bed? No, nah, I mean it's been thirteen months. So I mean I'm not throwing. I you know. Nail a catches mid at this point. I mean, what are we doing uh, over well, here? Right. Listen, Nia Long in her day, she's a she was a I think she was a nine and a half. I don't throw tens out that often. She's not Halle Berry, but she's the next tier. I loved her. When All she, right, I, I'm she, we can, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. What? All right, you come home from a night of Antonio's. Jeez, I don't know where this All is right. going. All right, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out for for Paulie P. Voigt and Johnny Kirk. You hit PJ's pub. You guys just got a free plug there, so next time I come into PJ's Pub, don't send me for a ride. Pour me a drink, and it should be on Paul and Johnny K. Wow. I know I'm going to get in trouble for that, they but that's okay. They can't even get you a table. Nah, I, I'm going to go get a table. Nah, nah. I love those guys. They're the best. All right. All right. Back to Neil. So, so yep. you go into PJ's Pub after a long night at Antonio's Trat, yep. pouring drinks, talking to the people. Free plug for the Trot. Free so plug for Antonio's. Great food, the best okay. food. Okay. 
You have a couple of fireballs. Oh, you drink fireballs. Oh, yeah, you do the chaser, the fireball and the Bud Light, and you have the oh, you have light. the pizza with the French fries. It's delicious. Oh, you have the chicken thing, the yeah. chicken sandwich. You're tremendous. Good. Good. Jimmy DeAngelis. That's on you, Jimmy it's D. A, it's a you're close. It's not Bud Light. It's Cause Light and a Jack Fire. All right, you it's come home. Yeah. You come home. Yeah. All right. You hit the cave. Yeah. And on your couch yeah. with nothing on Jesus. is Neil Long. What are you doing? Are you you saying now nah, you got to go back to what's his name? What um I'm Yudoka? Yudoka? <laughs> or you could stay here for a week or two. What are you doing? No, I'm. We're gonna end this topic I'm, because I'm gonna no, get in trouble. But. I'm giving the candy store away to, to Neil Long. All right. Of course, if anybody doesn't you're, know, you're taking it to the candy if shop. Any, if anybody big plug for Fifty Cent. If anybody out there doesn't know who Neil Long is, she's obviously a 50 year old actress. Just in Google Hollywood, her. And she's um she started on uh, Boys in the Hood. She was Cuba Go Gooding Jr.'s uh, girlfriend. But she we don't need a history. I no. asked you a simple question. You're throwing her off the couch. Well, I don't know if you're gonna ask me if I was gonna tool her or let her go. But I mean, I'm just telling you, she was in Big Mama's house. Both that. Both I don't of those care movies. about the movies. Answer the question. She 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 was. She's Ah. She's a keeper? You taking her mom's for raviolis? Um, oh, that's a tough one. I would. We'll skip that. I, would. Oh! I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Pat's going to make the homemade raviolis. Mrs. Salitro, get, no. get the water boiling. No, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But um, she's still a half a smoke show. So, But obviously, the, the big picture here is yes. Imi Udoka is the new coach of the Celtics. He's talking about it, saying all the right things. He was things. a so-so player in the NBA. He an He's more of a coach than anything. Yeah, you could see coach written mm. all over him, especially when you go work under Greg Popovich for seven years. Uh, then he worked for, for the um, for lame Brent Brown for one year and, of course, the last year with Steve Nash in, in Brooklyn. Um, he's obviously uh, got a good pedigree. And don't forget, he coached in that um, USA Select team that had Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown on it. So there's those three guys. He claims he's going to push these guys to be better. You know, he's saying all the right things. What's he going to say? But it looks like right now he's the guy. What's, his, what's the salary? They, they didn't disclose the salary, but it looks like it's like a four- or five-year deal. And, um, and, of course, again, Stevens, Stevens this is going to see what, what happens here. Stevens puts his blueprint on the team. You know, now he's not the coach anymore. He's making the moves. And, of course, you know, he made, and of course Stevens, Stevens has been busy. He already made the big trade, which I know that, you know, I told you I wanted to get into that a little bit with the Horford-Kemba deal, which is a, a very, very, very important move going forward for the Celtics right now. Yes, it is. Uh, but I know, I know that uh, Kemba was complaining about something, and you you started to tell me, but well, I was getting stuff ready over here. Well, 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 the thing is, Kemba, you know, Kemba came to, to town at the right time. Don't forget, you had Kyrie who poisoned the locker room. Point guard, one point guard leaves. You bring another point guard in. Yes, you overpay for him, <laughs> big time. You bring him in. He's got a smile on his face, happy go lucky. You know, we all know what happened. We got hit with COVID. You got injuries, and all those things are part of life. That's just things that you deal with, okay? Uh, I do have a problem with Kemba a little bit because here's a guy who always had the smile on his face. And then, of course, the Celtics, I guess, through rumors, have been trying to trade this guy forever. Well, okay, he's, you're trying to trade a guy. He's got a bad knee. He can't play back-to-back -back games. He couldn't play the last two games of the Brooklyn He's kind of dated. He's and dated. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously he played eight years in Charlotte. He lit it up on a bad team. So maybe he was just a stat guy. I'm not saying he's a loser. I watched him drive UConn to single-handedly to a national championship and win six games back in the day on the, you know, on the Kevin Ollie. So I've seen him get it done on the big stage. But I got to say, now he's mad because the, the fans booed them. The fans went around for two years. They come back. They can do whatever they want. They paid for their ticket. They, okay? they paid the ticket. They can do whatever they want except, I will say this, they can do whatever they want except. Talk about your mother? They, they, well, they can, they, they, they do that, but they cannot throw objects at players, okay. and you can't you can't look a player in the eye and start with the racial slurs. Come on, okay, but I don't the think fans that, that they pay. Happen. No, no, I'm not saying okay. it happened. I'm right. just saying what has happened. Okay. 
Okay. There were a couple of. There was a fan thrown out of, of Boston for something. I forgot exactly what yeah, it was. They were. They threw something at Kyrie. They threw something at Kyrie. Yeah. And, was, and, uh, yeah. and then they do the racial thing and Every, all that. Listen, everybody. We don't stand for the racial things on no. the on the sports chumps. No. We don't do that. But some of these guys can't wait to play the racial card. Um, let's of just, course. Uh, the race card. Of is, course. We're gonna get into that. You know what We're I'm gonna get into that. But what does the deal mean for the Celtics? Because that's really. The listen, big it's a very simple thing with race. I'm gonna keep it simple, and everyone can get mad at me if you're ignorant. You're ignorant. It doesn't matter your color. We don't do that here. If you're ignorant, you're ignorant. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. If you're not, it's fine. I'm a people's person. I don't me too. Blue, red, no. white. I don't care. It doesn't no. matter to me. No. But what does this trade mean for the Celtics? I'm going to tell you what it means. You're bringing Al Horford back. You're saving $9 million. They got a backup center in the deal, Moses Brown, who's, you know, under, he's underappreciated, and looks like he has a little bit of upside. It might put a little bit of fire under Robert Williams, the Time Lord. He had a 23.22 rebound game against the Celtics last year. Obviously, it was two bad teams going at it, but he may be able to give them some energy. The Hoffman part of the deal, I like it because they saved $9 million. What I don't like is the fact that Hoffman's coming back, and I know he's supposed to say all the right things. He's talking about how we got unfinished business here. And that bothers me, Mike, because I got to tell you something. Here's a guy who was a free agent two years ago and could have resigned with us, and he decided to go to Philly because he thought Philly was more, he thought Philly was more competitive than we were. And that bothers me because now you're saying, well, unfinished business. You had a chance to stay with us, so I don't want to hear. Well, he's 35 years old. He's a good leader in the locker room. I don't buy any of that stuff because he was in Boston before while Kyrie was poisoning that team, and he did nothing about it. You think Kyrie so, was the cancer of the Celtics? I don't, and I don't mean that. Well, in a, it, I, I did, and then when he left, now we still have problems. I can't blame Kyrie for Jalen and Jason when they pout because he's not there anymore. So I, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little perplexed. I think Kyrie's a poison, period. I think Horford's a nice guy, but he's not like – now. You, don't forget, you're getting Al Horford two years later. He went to Philly. They couldn't wait to get rid of him after one year. And then he went to Oklahoma City, and they were paying him to sit on the end of the bench in a three-piece suit the rest of the year. So right now, you're getting it back two years later of – they called him Average Al when he was here. Now you're getting a lesser. Average now Al. you're getting a lesser version of Al Horford, who's not making as much money as he used to, but he's still making twenty. He's not. You know, he's not on food stamps. He's got a four-year deal for one ten. So the Celtics still have two years left on that. But Kemba was going to make four-year deal, hundred ten million. Yeah, <laughs> but that's wait, hold on, you're going to laugh at me. That's peanuts compared to what what, what Kemba was making. Kemba was going to make thirty-seven million ne- the next two years, each year. Do you want a guy with one knee? He can't play anymore. He just can't play anymore. The Celtics, for some reason, I'm a Celtic fan, but they seem like when, when, when they don't have what they want, it seems like they go after the players that can get the morale and the corral up in the, in the locker room. I, I don't know if that's a thing with them. I'm not sure. Ainge is gone. I don't know. Isn't it tough, though, when we're not in the locker room? We don't know. No, I, no, I, no. I'm not saying we don't, but if I, if I had to guess, like a lot of times they, they grab, like let's talk about, Back in the day, you know, I bring up back in the day a lot, but they 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 had like Bill Walton, like he was at the end of his, like I'm not saying he was a great player, one of the best, but like when he played for the Celtics, he was done, he was done, he was, but he wasn't. No, he said, wait, wait, hold on a second, he you had know? Bird carrying him, and okay. he had all the, he had the exactly, that's all he needed him to do was come. Yeah, all, yeah. What? Let me tell you what carried him: smoking the weed and playing the ball. Come on, no. let's let's his, really talk his about his job it. was to back up the chief and play. His job was to roll the blunt and play 14 minutes a game and average seven points and seven rebounds a game, and he did it to. to, to he's a clown. I, I, he's a great Listen, player. Bill, I don't like the way you broadcast either. 
He's got the tie dye, and I'm not knocking him because start, I'm, now he's starting to lose it a little bit. Yeah. He's talking as if like there may be something wrong with him. Well, not making sense. I don't know if he's looking for attention. I, and I don't mean to bring back. I don't mean to bring up the past and everything, but Bill Walton, and then it's it, look what they they brought Ernie D over. Uh, yeah, but that was in the late it, 70s. It, when you know, I want to tell you something about Ernie D. One of the greatest players ever in the NBA. One of the greatest players to come out of Rhode Island, but <clears throat> one of the Laker greats. Okay. He's on the NBA basketball. He's on the his logo is on the basketball. Jerry West. Jerry West. You know what he you know what he gave Ernie's you know what his nickname was for Ernie. What? Do you have any idea? No. I you're don't. you're a stat guy. You I don't know. know. You don't know Nick his nickname. Ernie No D. Right. So he's one dimensional. He played no defense. So there you go. Great from the free throw line. It's all the around all the around the, the back the class. He sold out Evans Field. He cleaned the snow off. One of the best players yeah. ever. Ernie No D. No D. The, 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 the Boston Celtics. Yeah, let's pick him up. Let's pick. Let's sign him. Well, He's got two blown knees. Right. Well, the Lakers and Celtics both had him at the end of his career. His knees were shot. We're talking about Walton in 86, and I hate to get – we didn't even have this on our pregame here. But Walton – The Lakers would have won. The, the Walton, Lakers would have won without – I mean, the Celtics would have won without Walton. Don't – uh, I, yeah, no, I don't. I, yeah, they would have. Well, because that 86 team was so good. It's tremendous. And I was dying for them to play the Lakers that year until Ralph Sampson hit that fluky shot against the uh, Ralph Lakers. Ralph Sampson, God. And, of course, we had to beat the Twin Towers, but the, nobody was beating the Celtics that year. No. But you know what? Walton, he could have He could have been in the stands like 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 Kawhi up in the Kawhi and the VIP no, smoking the Europe. They was, still would have won. He was still valuable. He's one of the best passing big men of all time. Hey. We went and looked at his stats. They're not great because he had foot I'm injuries. not saying he's not one of the best of all time. I'm saying the Celtics have a knack of picking up bums. Yeah, but he wasn't a bum. He was a bum. He was, at he the, was one of the greatest, but he was a bum they when they picked they him up. They milked him for the very little he that he had He was a bum. Left. And, of course, the next year at Backfight, he played about 10 games the next year. It was over for him at 33, 34. He was done. The Chief played till he was 40. Think about if Len Bias hadn't passed away. He probably would have put years on Bird, Parrish, and McKeel's career because they would have kept their, them fresh, and they wouldn't have had to play 35, 40 minutes a game, and they wouldn't have been washed up at 32, 30, 33. He's a bum. That's my, my final take on Bill Walton was when he came to the Celtics, he was a bum. But you, I'm going to get backlash on it. It's okay. I can it, it was it. funny. It's funny you say that, though, because you're not alone in people that thought that. I don't remember what team it was. I think it was the Lakers. And maybe it was Jerry West, whoever was running the Lakers at the time, Jerry Buss or somebody. They, they inquired. He wanted to leave the Clippers. He wanted out. He was at the end of the line. He had two bad feet. And they said, I just saw that guy's X-ray. He's a bum on the mic, too. I just, I just saw that guy's X-ray the other day. I don't want this guy. He's got two bad feet. And Red Allback took a shot on him, and I'm just saying he helped them win number 17, and that's all I know. That's all Rest I in know. peace, Red Allback. Of course. All right, let's move on. <clears throat> We're going to move on to uh, one of Dean's greatest topics and one of the greatest <clears throat> rivalries of all time. Sox-Yankees, a sweep. No sweep in 30 years. In the past two weeks, the Sox have swept the Yankees twice. Now, I, I, uh, I know Dean, he, in his back of his mind, for some odd fucking reason, he thinks that I'm a fucking Yankee fan. I'm not a Yankee fan because I had on a Yankee shirt. I was DJing at PJs. I had the Yankee shirt no, on. No, you wore it when I took you to Fenway uh, Let me once. talk. You wore it when I took you to Fenway. No, to I didn't have it. Yeah, no, second, no, 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 no. The no, second no. time I took you no, we went to a couple No, I of didn't games. go to the fucking Red Sox game with a Yankee shirt on. You came to PJs. You had a couple of cocktails. And I had a... The shirt on that was matching the hat because I was trying to be fancy and look good. I'm not a pitcher of health, so I got to do what I can do. 
at the time to talk to the girls, but obviously it didn't work Do because more. you blew me up and you're saying, I took you to the Sox game and you're a Yankee fan. Yeah, you had ah. to share a jersey on. It was lame. All right, whatever. Get, yeah. get, a, get a blowtorch and torch that jersey, yeah. okay? Get I don't even have it anymore. I threw it out because you made me feel bad. I don't think you know, that sense. All right, I, hope you, you, I threw it you out. You have thicker skin. I know you got skin. I threw it out. Yeah, I have real thick skin. I threw it I, out. By the way, that sweet thing I told you about, I believe that, and to be honest, you just to clarify, I do believe that it was um, that they've swept them in Boston before, but I think it was the first time they swept them in Yankee Stadium in about 30 years, and then of course they did it back to back, you know, and within a span of about 21 days they beat them six games. So, you know, obviously uh, you're talking about two teams, Michael, that are going in different directions right now, and who would have thought we'd be saying this? I think today is actually the official midpoint of the season where you're on your 80th or 81st game. Well, I believe that sweep put them in first place. It did because you don't forget, you know, you're talking, you're thinking Red Sox Yankees, you're forgetting Tampa's in that mix too so you're not you know we don't own it and um and then of course toronto's been getting hot but they've been beating bad teams they can't beat good teams they got george springer back their big free agent acquisition and he's starting to produce for them so they're looking good right now so you know a four-team race i don't know if we can say a four-team race with wild cards involved you could get three teams out of the al east into the playoffs this year but it looks right now like the red sox are trending upward and the yankees just look like they can't find their way right now well all i know is after the sweep that the lovely state of New York, the five boroughs, is that what you want to call it? The five boroughs. Sure, sure. was very, 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 very quiet. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, Aaron Boone, I guess, had a – even after the Red Sox series, they had to play the Angels the other night at Yankee Stadium, just started a four-game series, which I guess they've split the first two games. And Boone, you know, you know what you know, managers try to do, closed-door meetings, meetings with the team. You know, it's only – those things only work if you win. <laughs> When you win, it works and it looks good. But when you don't win, you go out there after having a team meeting and you get your, you know, your bell rung by Otani and the Angels. We'll talk about Shohei after. But you're looking at right now a Yankee team that, when they don't hit home runs, they just can't win ball games. They can't manufacture runs. Their pitching has been after Garrett Cole, and Cole hasn't been great either lately. The Red Sox bombed him Sunday. Three home runs. Rafael Devers in the first inning, a big two-run homer. Kike Hernandez hit a, a solo home run on the first pitch of the game, and Garrett Cole's not. He's looking mortal right now, and I don't know if it's the sticky stuff and the substances. Oh, let's, I let's, know that's a whole other story. The sticky whole, stuff whole, and the, the umpire is right. touching the whole, hair. Whole other story. Whole other story. But well, wait, wait. I, I had I had a listener message me, and um, I'm gonna read what he messaged me. I'm glad he messaged you because I wouldn't know how to. Well, you I wouldn't know what to you're, do. You're still using typewriters, so I'm technically I mean, cha- uh, I'm technically challenged. I'm what are you sure doing over here? On. I don't know. I'm a simple. I mean, I, I mean, your house is beautiful. I'm, a I'm, I'm sorry. The studio is beautiful. Yeah. But the AC, uh, it's, I don't know what to tell you. It's not I, working over here. I, I don't know what to I tell mean, you. I mean, I'm running low on peanuts. My water and ice and my and my toothpick, yeah. my timber float oh. is, is low. Well, you're doing an hour podcast. You shouldn't be crunching down on plant this peanuts. I'm not I'm just sure saying. what's going on. Well, if, if you're I was going to get a pizza, but I didn't. If you're looking for dry roasting right. right now, I mean, you know, what do you want me to tell you? Well, I mean, where's those chocolate chip cookies? We those have a listenership. Well, you shouldn't be chumping on them either. That's a, that's a post-game uh, show uh, thing. Are you saying I'm overweight? No, but suck it up for another half an hour. I'm living large over here. This is good stuff. You know right. what I mean? If you so can... our writer. Yes. His name is John. John, how you doing out there? I think he's uh, actually on Facebook Live. Listen, he's one of our listeners. How you doing, John? Say hi to John, Dean. Hi, John. Thanks there you for go. listening. Yes. Appreciate it. So I'm going to scroll down, and I'm going to let you comment okay. on what he wrote. And he wrote, he's a very avid Red Sox fan, tremendous kid. Okay. Uh, he wrote, I feel today's players don't get enough credit for what they have overcome as an athlete. They have 
They have to face so much more backlash and anxiety due to the media and social media today. While players from back then were built differently, they didn't have to really face the constant harassment like today players do. John, thanks for writing in. If you want to write in, you can email Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. You can check us out at thesportschumps.com on all social media platforms. Just search The Sports Jumps. We have a SoundCloud page, The Sports Jumps. The podcast is going to be up. If you missed it on Facebook Live, it's going to be up. I'm going to post it. I'm going to send links out. Dean's going to send links out. Well, no, Dean's not going to send links out. Dean's, it's just not going to happen. Dean's still using that Stanley typewriter, so what are we it's doing not going to happen. Um, I, 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 so g- give, me, give me your comments, Dean, on actually what, 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 what do you think of today's players and what they face? Okay, obviously I thank John for listening. Appreciate it so much. And Thank um, you, John. Yeah, definitely, and, and I respect his opinion. and his. John, take. I would say your last name, but I, I don't want to – um, Keep it things simple, not, yeah. I want to keep it simple because there's Pri- a lot of crazies out there. In, privacy in, issues. Yeah, it's a privacy, is- right. privacy issue. My take on John's comments, um, and I respect them totally, uh, I, I have a hard time accepting it and just swallowing what I see You know, from a lot of these guys. Of course, I'm a diehard. I'm always going to watch sports. In this generation, the old generation, old school, new school, middle school, doesn't matter. But to act like these guys have overcome a lot, no, it's a tough one for me. And and I'll give you an example. J.D. Martinez, obviously John's a big Red Sox fan. Probably my favorite player and probably one of the best right-handed hitters I've seen on the Red Sox since Manny Ramirez. That's I how much, know about that. That's how much I think of J.D. Martinez no, as a pure hitter. Yes, you're absolutely. Pushing it. No, you're pushing yeah, it. Okay, go, go crunch the numbers and get back to me. Yeah, but, I know the numbers. But, I get but, it. But what, I, I'm going to just say this. this. I'm going to say this. J.D. Martinez, Yes. okay, he's very inconsistent. He was, my opinion, great a couple of years, and he just fell off. Okay, and he had I one. I know you're going to okay. say. No, he, he had one bad year, and that was the COVID year, which, in my opinion, I'm throwing out for everybody. What Ted I'm, Williams what, ever have what, a bad year? Ted Williams actually was. Kyle Scrubs, you ever, ever had a bad year? Just answer the question, yes or no. No, until the no, end. So he's not. Don't even say he's he's not. All right, but what I'm saying is it was a 60-game season last year. My point is the problem that I have with J.D. Derek last Jeter year, ever have a bad year? The point I'm making, I no. The, yeah, well, at the end, they, could, they couldn't even walk and chew gum at the same time. But getting back to the to the issue, like, we want to answer John's question and his comments. Okay, I'm okay? sorry for interrupting. No, it's all right. But, but, but what I have a problem with is and J.D. is probably my favorite player on the team because I just love watching him hit. Right center with power. There's nobody like, like him. watching the swing. There's nobody like him. I just watch the ball. The ball's got a different sound off his bat. I love the guy. He's a pure hitter, and I know he, he takes his craft very serious. But you know what? Last year he said, I was never into the season. I never really was ready. You know what? Everybody has something. The other Bogey went out and hit 320 last year. I don't want to hear the excuses. And the funny part is he didn't have his little tablet, which I'll which I'll post up here if anybody can see us on Facebook Live. He didn't have his little, his little friend to show like how his swing was going because last year with COVID you weren't allowed to have it in the dugout. My point is I got a little sour on JD and of course I'm back on him this year because he's raking again but I didn't like that because you know what that's the total microcosm of what these athletes are like today in this day and age. It's excuses and it's never them instead of just owning what you are. So, I mean, if for him, he's acting like these guys are overcoming a lot. And, I mean, other than the COVID situation, which everybody, you know, handled it differently, um, to act like these guys have a tough situation, uh, these guys play a kid's game. I'm sorry. And you make $20, 25000000 million a year to do it. And he's a DH. He's, all he has to do is worry about hitting. He doesn't play the field. He's a liability defensively. But, again, one of the, I think one of the most gifted hitters in, in, in Red Sox history in the short time he's been in Boston. I think that much of him on the field. So, but John, thanks for the shout out. Totally appreciate it. You listen to the Sports Chumps. <clears throat> it's our third episode. 
You could check us out at thesportstrumps.com. All social media platforms, just search for The Sports Trumps. The podcast will be up on SoundCloud. You could search The Sports Trumps on SoundCloud. You had to get the peanuts, though. I mean, you had to have it. We're on the air, and it's like I can smell across the way over here. Yeah, yeah, it's, we're getting a little tight over here. It's like it's plant is dry roasted over here. What are we doing? I'm drinking a vodka soda water lime. You're drinking a fruit punch truly. You're being a little fruity tonight. Wow. I mean, I don't want to throw you under the bus or anything. I'm under the bus. I'm look. I'm wide open. Well, fa- is, is, is is our is our friend from California? Is she listening? You think? No, because she's not a sports person. But she's um she'll be coming to town in a couple of weeks. If you what's like. a couple of weeks? I don't have the exact date. I'm trying to just kind of roll with the punches, but I'm figuring maybe uh maybe in the next uh, three weeks, middle July. I don't know. Why are you turning red? No, I'm not red. I'm I. That's my pigmentation. That's my skin color. <laughs> no, you're Italian. You should be a little more. You shouldn't be red. Well, I told you that story a couple of weeks ago. Drinking beers after a hoop run outside. Well, you probably ran into poison gym. ivy or something. No, it was. I got all red and I st- I'm still peeling over here. It's all up my arm and it, usually I get brown right away. Mm. I could see you getting red because of the way your color. What's, goes. what's the girl's name? Back to California. What's yeah. her name? Her real name? No, her actual... I don't want. The, I don't want the last name. Just give me her name. Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. Carrie, if you're listening, hi. I think you're beautiful, and when you come in, I want to meet you. I'm going to say hi. Dean's great, and uh, I hope when you come in, you guys go out and have a good time. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been um, probably about a year and a half since I've done that. So it means you know. Well, it's, it's actually... been a year and a half. Well, if you're normal, it's been a year and a half since anybody's done that. But I know people, right. people you with know. the COVID and all that. Going. Yeah. So I mean, she's going to be coming to town soon. She's she's done a lot of acting. You know, she's an actress out in California. She's done many things. She's been in a few movies. Um, very talented girl. So uh, nice, excellent. Yeah, it'll be nice to to catch up with her mm. when she comes in. And of course, during the pandemic, she was a lifesaver because we were feeding each other shows. You know, and yeah. You what's know, the show you were talking about? You were talking about a show you told me to watch. I never got well, a chance to watch it. Well, that's the one she tortured me over till I finally got to watch it. Thank God, I finally. And I gotta admit, I'm saying to myself, Carrie, leave me alone with the show. I don't. All have right, this all right. Ask the name of the show. Banshee. Me- okay, Banshee. Number, you're going into number one. Number, Banshee. Yeah. Like like an Indian Banshee, like uh, that. Well, there was an, like a nut. You know, it's funny you say that. There was an, I don't know why it was called Banshee. It had an Indian element. In season two or three, they had like a casino with like an Indian uh, element to the show. I wouldn't call it an Indian show, though. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a small town in Pennsylvania where they kind of, uh, they, this guy was a crook and he went to go find his ex-girlfriend and he becomes the sheriff of the town. It's kind of funny, actually. Um, some good character actors in that. Um the guy Rock, there's a guy called Rock in the show. He was Matt Servito on the on the Sopranos. He's actually the um, he's Agent Harris in the Sopranos. Oh, okay. He's been in a lot of stuff. Italian. Speak, actor. Speaking of um, yeah, Saints of Newark. Yeah. Everybody shut to me the trailer. I sent you I, the link. I texted it to yeah. you and you ignored me. You ignored I mean, me. I apologize. You hurt my feelings. No, because I had it sent to me by like five uh, other people. Everybody's I don't jumping. Care. Listen, I don't care about the five. I don't other blame people. you. I don't blame you. You point, didn't even comment. Point taken. Point taken in okay. that. It looks to me like it's going to focus. Who's your favorite on- Soprano character of all time? Well, of course, James Gandolfini and Tony Soprano. Second. Um, Paulie Walnuts? No, <laughs> Walnuts I liked at the beginning, and then he was kind of like. Frank a- Vincent? Yeah, I like I like Philly Atado. I thought Walnuts. Let me tell you, me tell you a couple Walnuts of three things. A, Walnuts was a baby because like he could dish it out, but he couldn't take it. I loved Christopher. I liked Moltisanti, which yeah. by the way, I think the movie is going to center around his dad a lot because his dad yeah. was already Ray Liotta's in that movie. Yeah, and someone asked me today if like Liotta is like someone from like you know 
who was he back when he was a kid? And I'm like, well, he looks old in the movie, so I don't think he was anybody. He's just a character from the movie. He could be, like, somebody's father. He could be Silvio's dad. You don't know. But I think there'll be a young Silvio in that. There'll be a young Paulie Walnuts. Um, I know the kid Eugene Pontacovo. There's a young Eugene in that. So it's going to really unfold. It looks like it's going to center around uh, little, you know, Tony's real son in real life. He's going to play the character of of his dad when he was a kid. So it should be great. And it's coming out, I believe, October 1st. Yeah. All right. Moving on, we're going to talk about um, some home run guys. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pronounce his name. I think it's Kyle Schwaba. Not not Close. bad. Yeah, Kyle Schwaba. Schwaba. Not bad. Not bad. I don't wanna. I, I felt bad for you today because you you got you know. Then you asked me about the 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 spike. Uh, what do you call it? The sticky stuff with Max. We're gonna Scherzer. get it. We're gonna get so into got, all so that. Got, with so the you got, no, but I'm stuff. saying you got shirt. They're on the yeah. same team. You got Scherzer and Schwaber. Let's say that ten times. Scherzer and Schwaber. Yeah. So, but Kyle Schwab is the guy that's 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 what's having the a. Good, what's the or what's the I don't want to say it wrong. Oriental Chinese Korean. What's his name? Ottawa. In the American League, we're going to talk about two guys right now. It's Kyle Schwaber in the National League with the Washington Nationals. He's red hot. And in the American League, it's Shohei. Otani, Shohei Otani, who is a little bit more um, accomplished because he's obviously pitching and and hitting in pretty much the What's first. What's going on? You gonna go first, to the bathroom? No, the first. What are you moving for? Because I want to be comfortable. So, but, but I, I, how can you be comfortable standing up? Don't worry about it. It's my, it's my back. You got hemorrhoids. Don't worry about it. That shouldn't be said on the air. It's not. It's not. It's not sexy. That's not a sexy thing. To I'm say. not trying to be sexy. Uh, evidently not. Evidently. I mean, not. I got a hat on. I'm. I'm not. I'm no picture of health. I'm. Yeah, I'm I, like 270 I'm pounds. To, listen, I just. I'm want, like 270 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. I'm um, no picture of hell. I don't know about that last part about sex appeal. <laughs> I just wanted to twist my microphone. You know, I know you're straddling yours with your tongue. It's disgusting, but it's all good. Oh, wow, we're going but, that route? No, but obviously uh, the Otani. Why are you watching my tongue in the microphone? The Otani thing is obviously exactly. he's a, he's the first two-way player since Babe Ruth, and it looks like he's he's crushing it this year. But um, back to Schwaber for a second. Kyle Schwaber is um is in his first year with the Washington Nationals. He's on fire right now. I've never seen this before in my life. He's got 18 home runs in the last 16 games. He's been on fire. And I don't think it's any coincidence that the Nationals, who about two weeks ago people were talking about them selling off pots like Max Scherzer to a contender because the team was out of contention. Mm. Now you've got Schwaber raking right now with 18 homers in the last 16 games from the leadoff spot. Who's the last guy to do that, you know? They're saying that I think he tied a record. It was 17 and 15 games. That was he tied somebody's record. But now he's just he's just continuing the hit. Obviously he's gonna cool off. You don't know the guy who tied. Who, who, no, I uh. I didn't I didn't see that. But I do know that um, he was let go by the Cubs in the offseason. The mm-hmm. Cubs did not even tender him a contract. Mm-hmm. And if anybody remembers Schwaber from the year uh, 2016, he was on the Cubs team. He was the left fielder on that team that won the World Series and broke their curse of, of 108 years or whatever it was. So he was let go and left for, left for nothing. And the Nationals are really reaping the benefits of that contract. I think it was a one-year deal for like $10 million and he's, he's lighting it up pretty good. Shout right out now. to Taylor. She's watching live on uh, Facebook. Oh God. What's up, Taylor? We Hi, miss Taylor. you. Hello, but yeah, it's good because I know Taylor's not a, probably a huge sports person, but she's doing it. She's there mm, for us. She's supporting us. I like ver- that. Very loyal, very loyal. But back to Schwaber for a second. He's got the Nationals heading in the right direction now. They're thirty-nine and thirty-eight. They're second in the NL East, and they're trending upward right now. And people forget. Two years ago, when they beat the Astros in the World Series, they started that season 19-31, and 31, Nils, through the first 50 games, and everybody gave up on the Nationals. And what did they do? They went out and won the World Series. So I think right now they're saying we're not going to sell off pots. GM Mike Rizzo right now is looking for, you know, 
some answers right now, and I think he's got it right there with the roster they've got. And a lot of people forget they signed John Lester in the offseason, who's sort of on a – he's on a banana peel with his, his uh, major league career right now. But if he can give them some veteran leadership down the stretch, he could also help them propel them into the playoffs. He's kind of he's, – He's toast. He's yeah, on but, the back nine. No, he's – all, all day he's on the back nine. There's no doubt about it. But he's still maybe be able to help that maybe rotation. Maybe the Celtics should, should sign him. I know it's basketball. I understand. I, I, get, I get the I get the, the narrative, the theme there. Yeah. Um, so Schwaber in the in the. Why don't, we, why, don't, why don't we bring back uh, – never mind. Well, bring back who? No, what are you going to say? No, I'm not going to say. <laughs> bring back Goose Gossage. Uh, fingers. Wow. Okay. All right. Interesting. Sh- uh, shifting over to the American League, it's Shohei Otani for the uh, Anaheim Angels. I, I haven't really seen him hit a home run, but I know the kid's incredible. I know he's he's one of the few pitchers that is doing what he's doing. I know he's in that Babe Ruth hole mention, and it's, it's incredible that you have a pitcher that is doing what he's doing. Well, it's, it's funny that Otani, you mentioned the Babe Ruth uh, analogy. He's putting up numbers with the pitching and the hitting, which is comparable to Ruth because we haven't seen a two-way player since Babe Ruth in, in the early two, uh, the early 1900s. The funny thing about Babe Ruth is when you look at him physically, it goes back to the Kyle Schwarber thing I think I told you earlier. He looks like he should be playing softball on a softball team on Atwood Avenue. But the guy's raking home runs. Playing softball, slow pitch, Johnson Memorial Park. It's unbelievable. The guy's putting, it, he's putting up numbers at a crazy clip. But back to Otani. Otani is four starts away from 15. 15 starts, wow. and, and yeah, so so he'd be the first guy since Babe Ruth to have 15 starts in a season and hit 25 home runs. He's already got 28 home runs, so he shattered that already. We're at the midway point this week, so we got a half a season in front of us. So this guy has just been unbelievable. The ball jumps off his bat. Oh, and by the way, he's got 11 stolen bases just for fun. When's when's the, um, <clears throat> the All-Star break? In about two weeks, and I guess weeks. I think he's in the home. He I is. think him and Schwaber are both going to be in the derby. He is in the derby. But I saw something. That I, I know he's in the I'm derby. I'm going to tell you something. I like what Schwaber said. I think he's still going to be in the derby. I'm not a derby guy, by the way, just so you know, just to give you that So before we sit, you know, head into it in the next couple of weeks. You're not going to see me, like, giving up a Tuesday night to watch the derby. Anyways, it's a Monday night usually. Um, but I will say this about, uh, about Schwaber. I think he said, I'd be willing to sit out the derby to rest. Because I think a lot of guys see the history over the years. Guys that were in derbies, they seem to come back the second half of the season, take something out of them for some reason. Maybe so many swings in a short amount of time. So I think that right now, um, he said, if I had to, I would rest for the good of the team. Because I think he's seeing the big picture that he's on a, uh, a team that could sneak into contention here. And everybody knows the Nationals. They're never out of it. Because if you've got Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, and of course, if they ever can get Steven Strasburg healthy, they got a big three. You go into a playoff series, you got three studs on the mound. I had someone write in on Facebook, uh, Chris. He said, let the pitchers use foreign substances and let the hitters use steroids. Then the games won't be so damn boring to watch. You know what, Chris? I'm kind of with you. Kind of with you. I'm getting a cramp in my leg. That's not good. But I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, uh you want to bring back, like, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, those kind of hitters? Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Roger Clemens? I'll be the first one to admit that when Sosa and McGuire came back on the scene, I wasn't naive. I knew they were doing something. But they brought the fans back after the strike in 94. But, no, here we are in 2021. No, I don't buy the whole let everybody just take whatever they want. Listen, I don't mind guys doing stuff to try to get through a day. They take little, you know, the little beanies, the little jelly things for, like, sort of like amphetamines. But, no, putting stuff in your body, performance enhancing. No, I I, I don't roll that way. I just I love the purity of the game still. And that, that, that's, that's not – I got John that wrote, and he said the Red Sox are winning right now, three to one. Go Sox! 
All right. <clears throat> Are we moving on? Or do you want to still talk? We're not talking about the no, sweep. I, th- I, th- I like to talk about the sweep a little more and rub it in the Yankee fans. I know you think I'm a Yankee fan, no, but I'm not. No, I, I just, I, I see, with me. Any Yankee fans with, out there, with, how, you, how are you guys feeling? Let with, us know. Uh, with me, Mikey Nails, you're not going to get that out of me because I just, I can never, I never can write them off. So for me to start talking trash about, oh, we just took six from them, I just don't think it matters. First of all, you play them 19 times. You got them 13 more. Um, what I will tell you is, I'm taking what I can take out of that three-game series. Forget about the wins and the losses. I'm taking out the fact that Eddie Rodriguez won on Sunday, and he hadn't won a game in two months. If the Red Sox are going to go anywhere this year, it's going to be on his. It's going to be on his left arm. He's going to have to come up big and win some games. And I think that for him to go out there Sunday and finally pitch a good ball game, I think it it, it speaks volumes into where the Red Sox can go going forward. You had Nathan Avaldi pitch on Saturday night and go seven and two thirds innings, giving up a solo home run to DJ LeMahieu, and now. Now you're starting to see that bullpen come into focus. You got Josh Taylor from the left side, who's been great for the last month and a half. You got Saramura coming out of the pen. You just got him from Japan last year. And of course, Matt Bonds at the back of the bullpen, closing it out with Adam Ottavino owning that eighth inning right now. The Red Sox look like they, they you know, with Alex Cora at the helm, they got guys in their roles right now and they're looking pretty good. Shout out to Donna. Donna's listening. Hi, Donna. How are you doing tonight? All right, moving on. Want to move on or you want to keep going? I think we should move on you're to... The dri- you're the drive guy. Drive. The drive guy. Drive. I think we're going to move on to the after, chump... After you clear your throat. Yep. The chump of the week. Wow. I'm going to throw a name out there. And uh, probably one of the greatest basketball players. I'd have to say he's maybe in the top 10. What do you think? Top 10? I'm not going to say his name yet, but you think he's in the top 10? The top 10 all time? No, I think he's one of the top... Top 20? I think he's actually one of the top five secondary guys on a team, meaning like if you were played with a super-duper star, he's the, you know, the Batman-Robin thing. I think he's one of the top three or four Robins of all time, but to put him in the top, no. I, I know he's on that top 50 team of the century or whatever it was, yeah. or, the, or the 50-year thing, but um, no, I, I don't put him as high. Top 10, not even close, Mikey. Sorry. All right, the chump of the week. <clears throat> the chump of the week. I know no one's going to like this, but I'm going to throw it out there. His name is Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen, I'm not sure what happened to you. Um, you're calling Phil Jackson racist because he's put in Tony Kukoc to hit the winning shot while you were sulking on the bench. That's kind of a uh, it's a bad statement in my opinion. I don't think that Phil Jackson is racist. But in your eyes, for some reason, you think he is. That's like saying because... Casey Jones made Larry Bird shoot the last shot and not Robert Parrish that he's racist. I don't know. Is that a bad that a bad comparison? No, no, not at all. I just um I think this I, I'll be honest with you. First of all, I didn't want to go down this road. You and I, you know, as partners, we usually come to a decision together on who we're going to use as the chump of the week and it has to be sort of a consensus thing that we both agree on. And I know that when you mentioned Scottie Pippen earlier in the week, I uh, I balked at it, and obviously now I totally agree with it because I can't help myself at this point because he just keeps sticking his foot in his mouth. The reason why I didn't want to go down this road initially is because in the last, I don't know what's going on in his personal life. The guy seems that there's something wrong with this guy. He's saying a lot of well, things. Well, he things. went through a divorce with his wife. I was meeting to interrupt Lars Pippen. I believe her name is Lars. Uh, she's beautiful. 
Um, he's got a couple of kids. I don't want to take the. I don't want to drag the kids into this. Well, can I interrupt you if you don't mind? Well, you've I'm been interrupting. Well, you've no, been interrupting no, me all night, no, so I, go right ahead. Actually, I haven't, and I asked you if I could because you're talking about Laz Pippen. Okay, it's it, the, the 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 root of the problem is, and I'm trying to give the guy a pass. Is I don't care about his wife divorcing him. Women, wait, that's why relationship. Hold on, relationships come and go. That happens. Wives, you get divorced. We've all been there. We've had tragedy. But tragedy, when you lose a, a, a child, and I'm not a father, oh, I'm not a parent, it's awful. Not, it's awful. And he did lose a son in the last couple of it's months, awful. so that's why when you initially talked to me about Chump of the Week, I didn't want to crush him. But when he started the racist thing, the racist tangent he went on about Phil Jackson, I can't help myself now because I think there's something drastically wrong with this guy, and he needs to get his, his you know, his thoughts in order because there's some, something's definitely off. Well, he's here. not thinking correctly, and, and I'm sure that the, the tragedy, the loss of, of, of a child is, is affecting him, and we, we wish him... Even though he is the chump of the week, we wish him um, – he's in our prayers. That's all I want to say. Yeah, for grieving But I will purposes. say this, that he did go off the deep end. If you do look at the – there's a clip of him talking to – is it Dan Patrick? Yeah. He's talking to Dan Patrick on ESPN, and he's just – He's going. He's right out of his mind. I know he's got some liquor. He's got a, He sells some liquor that he promotes and all this stuff, and he grew his hair out, which nothing wrong with that. But he, the comments that he's making, and he's saying that because – Phil Jackson had more confidence in Tony in Tony Kukoc that he's racist. That was 27 years ago. It's 27 years ago. At the end of the day, when you're making a comment about someone tw- about something that's ev- not even relevant in 2021, you're just you you yourself. You're just trying to be relevant. Stop. You're you're wealthy. You're, your mind's not all there. But you're wealthy. Move on. Enjoy your life. Don't worry about Phil Jackson. He's not worried about you. You know, he, um, back in the day, if you saw, of course, um, what was it called? The Last Dance was the Bulls series. That was great, by the way. That, that yeah, it was ESPN great. The ESPN thing, the 10-week yeah. thing. And obviously, we saw a lot of things that came out about yeah. him that disappointed me. Like, I know he had a bad injury one time. He had a chance to get surgery. He waited till the season started to get the surgery, and he missed time on the court when he could have got it done during the summer and banged it out. So, there was something. Listen. He, his problem, you know what his problem is, Mikey? His problem is that, like, he, even though he, you know, Jordan needed him, but everybody needs everybody. And I think he feels like once Jordan left those couple of years to go play baseball, he felt like, all right, it's my team now. How could, dare you draw up a play for anybody but me? Scottie Pippen's a great player, a top 100 player of all time, no doubt about it. But let me tell you something. When you're looking for a gifted scorer, Tony Kuch Coach was pretty good. And I know he didn't like Kuch Coach when he came in because he came from overseas and he was like, well, Jordan, this guy? Jordan didn't like him either. I know they didn't. I know they didn't. Now I'm hearing rumors that maybe Kuch Coach even thought Pippen was racist. So this goes back and forth. So it's okay for them to be racist. Well, if Pippen is calling someone racist, then I have to say that he is racist. Okay. Okay. Do you agree with that? You don't have to. Just I don't think Phil Jackson's racist. No, I'm not saying no. Phil Jackson's he not said racist. Phil Jackson's is racist. I, th- I yeah, like that's what like, he said. I mean, and you, you can you can you can go down the line of coaches. He didn't backpedal. And you could either. say that like like Don Nelson's racist because he made. Um. Uh, what's his name? Um, flat top, left-handed. Great, one of the greatest players of all time. Chris Mullen. He made Chris Mullen take more shots than um. It was it was TMC. Yeah, it was it was Tim, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway, Chris Webber. Yeah, um, Mitch not Rich- Chris. No, Mitch, Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond. You could say that Don Nelson was racist because he made he Come made uh, what's his name again? I'm um. He he made <laughs> Scotty Pippen. No, no. Don Nelson. Yeah. He put the ball in the hands of the left-handed kid. Yeah, Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen. Three and he times. didn't give Chris it. And he, Mullen. And he did. Chris Mullen. 
I mean, seriously. It's you're going to give it to Mitch Richmond, and you're saying that he's racist? I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Phil, um, what's his name? Phil Jackson's not racist. No. That's just a dumb statement. Phil Jackson was on those early you're just trying, Scotty Pippen, you're just trying to be relevant. Yeah, Phil Jackson grew up in that era with, you know, playing with Willis Reed and Earl the Pearl Monroe with the Nixie. You know, you know those were his guys. Guy those was a flower were, child. Yeah, listen. He's, he's throwing a, shrooms and acid. Bit, yeah, he's a little bit of a strange guy living yeah. out in Montana. He's a little bit of a strange cat, but the guy was a Is winner. Pat Riley racist? And he knew how to deal with personalities. Come absolutely on. not. Absolutely Pat not. Riley. Scotty, you're right. Scotty's craving attention. He's and nuts. By, and by the way, I'm going to tell you another nugget I found out about Scotty Pippen that, you know, it hits home a little bit. So I, I have to tell you. I was told by, and this goes back, has nothing to do with being chump of the week, but it just piles on to what a jerk he is. He, um, I had a customer come in one day, I don't remember who it was, that I guess does a lot of traveling, and then maybe, they, you know, I don't know. Oh, I was in the Keys in Miami. Who knows, wherever he was. And he said that... Um, the you went to a beach? The you went to the no, Keys? Somebody did a customer, not me. I don't go on beaches, you know that. The customer said he went into this bar that Scotty Pippen frequented. And because I'm a bartender and that's my livelihood, I guess, you know what his nickname was? No tipping Pippin, which meant he didn't tip the bartenders, I guess, at all. I don't so so right there there's another flag that you throw up. I, I just don't I think he's a I think he's a total canker so I'm gonna throw this out there, I'll probably get in trouble and I am uh, I've been saying it I'm no picture of health. I'm no supermodel, I'm not gonna be in the cover of GQ magazine. But if you Google Scotty Pippin's wife and then you look at Scotty Pippin, I mean we're 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 like Milky Ways off. We're we're in a whole nother atmosphere of him and her. Obviously, he, he, she married him because of money, because she probably didn't have money. I could be wrong. But he, I mean, not trying to be mean. You guys can get mad at me out there listening, but, I mean, he isn't, like, the best-looking guy in the world. Mikey, if you ever saw his con, and it was in the last dance, if you ever saw his contract when he was playing with the Bulls, it was his own fault. I guess because he came from nothing and he was at a small, he was at a small like NAIA school. It was like a D, like, you know, almost like a junior college. It would be like CCRI here. And what happened was he didn't have enough, he never believed, he believed in himself, but he was always afraid that like he would be poor. So when the Bulls gave him like, a, you know, they offered him a contract that was not a lot of money, but it gave him security. So it gave him, say, like a seven-year deal for $18 million back then. Imagine that. Seven years for $18 million. He took it. And then, of course, he cried later on, like, I'm underpaid. He was like the seventh-highest-played player on the team because money started filing in. And then he wanted a redo. Well, you don't – in Reinsdorf, those guys in Jerry Krause, they don't do redos. You signed it, you own it. And I and I respect that almost. You know what? So he just – he said he was afraid because he didn't come from anything that he felt like, I have to grab this money I know I can get. And then, of course, he bitched about it. So maybe that's why he didn't tip. Scotty Pippen, I'm not trying to make you upset. I know you're not listening. Listening, but if y'all listen, I'm not trying to shit on you. Um, I respect you as a player. <clears throat> I'm a 40-hour-a-week work guy. I'm not rich by any means. You're very wealthy. I just want to see you get your mental health right and you move on and do the right thing. Well put. I like it. All right. He had to get crushed, though. I mean, seriously, he had to get crushed. And by the way, I asked you this off here, and it was a rhetorical question, and you answered it. The what happened when Kukoc took the shot, by the way? He sunk it. <laughs> I mean, they won the game. They moved. You know, it was a playoff game. Scotty Pippen a- was pouting, and yeah. Tony Kukoc was jumping up and down, slapping high fives. Yeah, and I remember, like, the whole, like, melee and half court. They all mobbed uh, yeah. Kukoc. Pippen was not in that in, no. in, that, in that, uh, that little melee at midcourt. You're listening to the Sports Chumps. You can check us out on thesportschumps.com. Check us out on all social media platforms. Just search the Sports Chumps. We are on SoundCloud. You can search the Sports Chumps. The podcast will be up soon. I'm going to send links out. <clears throat> Dean's going to send some links out. Well, actually, I'm just going to tag Dean because he doesn't do links. I know. You're, looking, you're pointing at your wrist. We're going to move on here. We're going to move on to a topic. We're going to make this a quick two-minute segment. 
It's about Serena Williams, one of the greatest female. I'm just I'm I'm gonna forget that word female, okay? Because she doesn't even deserve. She needs to be one of the greatest tennis players of all time. I, I totally agree with you, and I think that, you know, the way you're saying it, and not that we're writing her eulogy right now, but you're saying it as if someone is, is, at the, is at the finish line here, it looks like. We think. We don't know for sure. Put it this way. Let's, she's on the back nine. Let, let's hope that her injury that she, she sustained um, in the last couple of days at, uh, at Wimbledon on Central Court, um, you know, I don't know if it was the surface or if it's the fact that she's 39 years old and she's you know, hasn't played in a couple of years and she – too bad because she worked for two years to get back to this point. Um, she's still, you know, we always say like, when's what's the magic number? How many, you know, how many Grand Slams does she need? I mean, she's still chasing history. She's got 23 major uh, victories in her career. She's one behind Margaret Court, who had 24. So there's obviously there's always something to chase to keep you going and keep you motivated. But um, I saw the highlight of it. it. Looked to me like her leg just gave out on her. I don't think it was the surface. I know they're blaming the grass at Wimbledon on Central Court. So I, I don't really know what to say there. But but um, she's listen. If this is it for her, she she's been she's a legend. This is, she's you know Tom Brady to football. She is to tennis. I mean she's and I agree, I like what you said. She's you know forget about male female. She's one of the she's one of the top. Five she's actually one of, of the greatest time. athletes in our time. And of course, I'm gonna give that to and her. Of course, you know the, the you know the the, the, produ- the production, the the commercials, the you know marketing. Yeah, she, Nike. She was marketable. I mean she was she's great for she was great for the brand, great for the sport. They're saying she slipped. I don't know if she slipped. All I'm gonna do, I'm gonna say this. Serena Williams, if you're listening, we wish you a speedy recovery. We want to see you come back and win another championship. Yeah, and of course, unfortunately, 39 years old, she still had. We thought we still she still had a little left in the tank. We had the um, the Asian girl, I forget, Asioka. She bowed out, so like it looked like that pool was like opening up where like it was there for her. And now, you know, obviously, physically, physically, she just can't go. It looked to me like her leg just gave out, and who knows, this could be the end. I hope it's not, but, um, you know, I'd hate to see her look like Willie Mays at the end with the uh, New York Mets in 1973 at 42-43. I hopefully she goes out with grace and dignity. She, she's she's the great. She's, I, I, she's I believe great. she will. We're going to backtrack a little bit. We're going to talk about Dustin Pedroia. I know you wanted to bring him up, so um, Dean the Dream, Dustin Pedroia, what do you got? Well, obviously, they had the ceremony at Fenway the other night to honor his career. Um, obviously, cut short by injuries. Guy that played 120% all the time, and probably the reason why he didn't last as long as most great careers last. Um, he had a good 10, 11 years before the body broke down. Talking about a guy who came up in 2006, um, was Rookie of the Year in 2007. Within two years, he was already a world champion, a rookie of the year, and an MVP in the American League by the time he played two full seasons in the in the, in the majors. But, of course, injuries took away the last two or three years of his career. Um, he'll go down in history as one of the great Red Sox players. My question to you is, when they did the ceremony the other night and you're a wrestling guy, why the heck Why the heck was Ric Flair there with a with a belt? I thought that was kind of lame. Ric Flair in the, te- in the top five wrestlers of all time. It's Bush League. <clears throat> he was there. Um, he's a He's a... He's a Dustin Pedroia fan, and I'm going to say this. This is one of Ric Flair's sayings. Diamonds are forever, and so are the sports chumps. Moving on. Well put. College World Series. I'm not a big fan of uh, college baseball. I probably should be. I know Dean is an avid baseball fan, and he had a few uh, things he wanted to talk about about 
the College World Series. Right now, he's finagling with the remote. He's trying to catch the socks. What do you got? Did you shut it off? Or what's going on over there? No, well, it's raining at Fenway, which means it's coming our way. And I know you got your. Yeah, my sneakers are outside. They're probably soaked. I, I I'm going to go put my feet in the sneakers. I asked you when I came here if they're going to get wet. You said no. If they're wet, I'm going to put them in your dryer and, I, and leave it on. I told you they'd be fine, and I'm, I'm going to stick to that. Just take my word for it. Um, but the rain's coming this way. Red Sox are up 4 to 1 going into the 6th. Red Sox just batted in the bottom of the 5th. It's an official game, so if the rain's come, I don't really care because it's it's another well, win. I the, care. My sneak is going to no, get your, wet. Your, your dog I is, take my sneakers off to walk in your house because you're an OCD nut. Yeah, but I told you that doesn't bother me. There's other things No, that but I, me, I, I try to be respectful because your house is beautiful. The AC's not working, I keep saying. I don't know what's going on over here. It is what it is. You, we just had your brother, Larry, here. I don't know what what, what he was doing. He was but working on a dehumidifier. Maybe we should have him work on the air condition, the he, central air. He worked on the dehumidifier. He did his part. Listen, yeah, all right. so uh, I, talking about the uh, College World Series. Um, Larry, if you're listening, we love you. Absolutely. Larry's, Larry's a clutch performer. But it looks to me like um, I, I want to talk about Vanderbilt a little bit because they got the two pitches that look like they're going to be, you know, in the top 10 of the, the next uh, Major League draft coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, Jack Light is the right-handed pitcher from, uh, from Vanderbilt, who is the son of Al Leiter, who had a 19-year career and won 162 games in the Major Leagues. And the other pitcher who started tonight is... Um, is I know it's a tough name to say, but it's Kumar Rocker. And that's a name. Kumar for Rocker. Yeah. Quick shout out. Quick shout out to Briar Brooks, who's listening on Facebook Live, and shout out to my boy Chris Pono. He uh, wrote, "No such thing as a as an ugly millionaire." You are absolutely one hundred percent correct, Chris. And he he wished us luck with the new with the with the sports jump. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate the support, Briar Brooks. You put love, you mean it. We love you too, Briar. Nice, very nice. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like it's not playing out that well for Vanderbilt with the two the two guys, uh, Rocker and Lighter. Lighter did his job the other night, but they're in game three tonight, and it's 9 nothing Mississippi State. It looks like Vanderbilt hasn't got a hit through seven. So, But obviously, moving on, the, these two pitches look like they're going to go in the top ten in the draft. The Red Sox are picking fourth in this draft. I believe the Red Sox need to draft an arm here, whether it's Rocker or Lighter. Um, unfortunately, there's always a mention of a, of a high school shortstop from somewhere, or I guess they're talking about a catcher from Louisville this year that they say has like you know he's Johnny he's the next coming of Johnny Bench so who knows what direction uh, the Red Sox are going to go in Johnny well, Bench they, not, no one's ever going to be Johnny no, Bench that's true but everyone thinks they got the next Johnny Bench I think the Red Sox need to draft the pitcher and start developing arms looks like they got some good position players down on the farm with Jared Duran Jeter Downs who's going to play in the Futures game next week so the Red Sox look like they're starting to restock the farm system makes you wonder what Hein Bloom's going to do at the deadline this year because he doesn't want to. He wants to give his team a chance to make the playoffs this year, but I don't think he wants to mortgage the farm and go too far with it. Johnny Bench, Gary Carter, Rich Gedman. All right. First well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not, I'm not done yet. You I'm should not, be I'm, done after seeing Rich Gedman. I'm not done. Remember, I like Rich you Gedman. You mentioned two legends, and then you no, mentioned no, no, Gedman. No, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. He's let me. Hit, let, he's a hitting coach for the. Let me Sox. finish. I'm going to mention one more legend, Colin Fisk. Okay. What do you got? All right, we'll take Rich Gedman on like, out of it. I, Sorry, Ged. You're 75%. I like your three out of four. Getty well, who do you got? Getty ain't cutting it. What is catches, all-time catches? Don't, well, I would put in Yogi, but he'd be like, hey, no, 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 no. Well, it's funny you mentioned him. I'd say two of the greatest. Thurman? Two of, Munson was great, tough guy. Unfortunately, his life got cut short at 32. I, I would say the two of the top offensive catches. Veritek? No, two of the top. I love Jason, but two of the top offensive catches of all time. Yogi, I got Pudge Rodriguez y in there. Y well, he's probably the best all around. Yogi Berra 
and Mike Piazza are the two best offensive catchers of all about time. Mike yeah, but Piazza wasn't that great defensively, so I can't give him all, like the all around. All right, see, so I didn't. You didn't. I, I'm talking the names I mentioned. You went off. No, I didn't go off. Yes, I, you I, did. I don't want to talk about said, those you guys. Said, you, but what if Fisk? I? What if I agree with them? No, you're not making listen, any sense if I agree Fisk, with it. Fisk. Yes. Yeah. Fisk. Yeah. He's, okay. He's not top five, but yeah, he's great. Yeah. Who's your top catcher? I I would say Yogi. I'd say no. I'm talking about all nah. all around. I'd say I'd say bench. All right. And then I'd say Pudge Rodriguez. He had the show. Remember the show? Johnny Bench had the show. Yeah. Remember that show? Because well, he could put seven balls in That's his hand. That's not why. Do you there? remember the show? Why? Yes, I remember the All show. Right. I remember the show. God. I like Bench. Ben- Stop being a savant. No, I'm not being a savant. I'm sorry if I can throw What's this? Give me a stat. You got his stats? Johnny Bench didn't hit for a high average for his career, but defensively he could throw runners out with the best of them. I'll bet you Bench hit about 267, 270 for his career, but just the things that he did on that big red machine. He he, he used Oof. to, he got, I mean, oh, Pete Rose was the hustle of Charlie Hustle. I get it. But Bench was the benchmark of that team, and he was the, he was the he was the heartbeat of that team. He, he really was. was, you know. But of course, yeah, I like Colin Fisk. I, I'm, I think I want to hear that. He left the Red Sox. They didn't want to pay him. He ends up with the White Sox. He ended up playing more oh, games with the White Sox. Stop being a. Stop I being what? I mean, uh, it's still in hot. It's he left. Stop the Red being Sox. a vagina because. I'm sorry, ladies. Yeah. Stop being a bitch yeah. because Colin Fisk left the Red Sox and went to what the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. All right, you be stop. I fine. I'm just telling you, it was it was a tough. Tough thing to lose a guy like that. He was a, he was a, he was a you know, generational type you're catcher. Hurt, you're hurt because you left the Sox. No, it was f- 35 years ago. But it, it, you, I You're hurt because it. you left the Sox. I'm not hurt today. I was hurt then. Yeah, I was hurt when, when Rick Pitino oh, left the Friars. I, you know, I, I, I'm invested in a lot Listen, more than you. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Pitino's a piece of shit. Wow. Oh, he is. All right. Well, you can't be moving tables and doing things what you did and then still coach. It's all about who you know. And, well, it, and I know I want to get He's a piece of shit. Yeah, right. Evidently, you can, though, when you're winning 80% of your games. Yeah, you, of and, course. And, That's like we just talked about when you have the coaches come in and, and, and Chauncey Billups says, I guarantee you I'm going to win a championship. Well, you know he's not. And the coach is like, yeah, you could put – you're putting asses in seats, so we're going to hire you. I still don't think anybody's going to a trailblazer game this year because no. Chauncey Phillips is no. the coach. Clyde Drexler's not coming back. No, and it's because they got Damian Lillard still, and eventually uh, he's not going to want to be he, there much Damian longer Lillard's either. all done in four years. He's one of, he's one of those guys. He's oh, all done in four years. There's your four-year window, the win now. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening to the Sports Chumps. You can check us out at thesportschumps.com. We're going to have this podcast up. Big shout-out to all our supporters that listened, listened on Facebook Live. What are we doing over here? What do you? No, playing? just we, we, we. Part of our segments are this day in history. Right? Oh, oh, oh. Be, my fault. My you fault. Can squeeze it in. My you fault. Can squeeze it in. This day in history. Today is what June thirtieth. June thirtieth. And we're going to talk about one of the greatest pitchers of all time, Cy Young. Go ahead, Dean. Well, obviously, you brought it to my attention today because you're you're the, you're the guy for that, and I can obviously break it down really quick. Cy Young, of course, the award is named after Cy Young, the Major League Pitching Award. Every year is named after him. He pitched for the Red Sox from 1901 to 1908 and won a championship in 08 for the Red Sox. His Major League career was 1890 to 1911, so you're talking about a real Jesus. dinosaur. But obviously, in this day in history, June 30th, 1908, he was the uh, – would you say it was the, the threw his third no hitter at the age of forty one years old? So, forty one. So a total legend. He helped the Red Sox win the World Series in 08. Um, you're talking about a guy who won five hundred and eleven games in his career. You don't see guys even hit three hundred anymore. Wins and losses are obsolete almost. And um, he had twenty eight hundred strikeouts in his career. An absolute legend. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think two of the top <clears throat> baseball cards in the world are Honus Wagner and Cy Young. 
I don't know about mm-hmm. Cy Young, but I heard the Hornets Wagner Hornus card. It's like, oh my God, or the fifty-one. Uh, you have a, do you have a Hornets Wagner bobblehead? No, no, but I have a. Uh, you got to order that. I shit. have a Ty Cobb bobblehead. That's close. That's close. How come every time I ask you a question, I ask you about Ty Cobb and I ask you about Cy Young and you? All right, then you just no. I don't have okay. I don't have one. But I got bobbleheads, oh. and I got—I don't have Cy Young. I'm sorry, but I got—I got Ty Cobb. It's in the ballpark. I don't somewhere. have Ty Cobb. All right. I'm Where just, is he? Is he in the closet? He's in the boiler room. Yeah, he's, he's in the, the boiler room. Four hundred. I put it out on the bar for the next podcast, maybe. All right. I might have a Cy Young. It's not out of the realm. I, I'm not. I, sure. I didn't I say Cy Young. I said Honus Wagner. Oh no, I definitely don't have Wagner. Well, you no. got to order one. No, it doesn't. He doesn't. That, I, I have to resonate with the with the player. I don't just get anybody. I don't want Honus Wagner. Why? So I'm just thinking. I don't I, like. I want guys that like I like. I have a connection to. So like a you know a Brady and Edelman. So like different depends on the player. You have a connection to Ty Cobb? No, but I just happen to. I, I love bobbles. If it looks good, if it looks like the guy, I might I might purchase it. But obviously, Cy Young, the awards named after him, pitch for the Red Sox, yes. helped the Red Sox to the early uh, 1900, 1908, helped them win a World Series at the end of his career. It's incredible. And, yeah, and he pitched. Uh, he pitched tw- what? 19, I think 19, two of the greatest. Pe- I think two of the greatest pitchers. Obviously, one is Cy Young. Is Cy Young. The other one is Bob Gibson. Yeah, well, Gip- it's funny. We could talk about it another day, but Gibson in 1968 had that 1.12 ERA for a whole season. Well, Jacob DeGrom right now in the National League's got about an 0.53. Let's see how long he can keep that going. That's amazing. Thank you to all our supporters out there. You're listening to the Sports Chumps. You could check us out on thesportschumps.com. You could check us out on all social media platforms. Just search the Sports Chumps. And you could check us out on SoundCloud. Just search the Sports Chumps. We, we do have a Facebook page. I'm going to put the link up to the podcast if you haven't been listening. If you'd like to have us in your uh, facility, restaurant, bar, doing a show, just hit us up at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Email Mike at Ding. Email Mike or Dean. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Be safe. Thank you.